At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Well, 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 look who's back, Jack Hits, Titus with the MVM Show, going solo today. We'll be getting guests on pretty soon. Um, actually, I'm recording this pretty late at night because I missed the Monday upload. Been uh, doing late shifts, so I really just haven't had time to do it. So I'm, I'm going to get this one done, get it edited, get it out, answer some questions that you guys have had, and do a little review Oh, my 28 gauge, how I liked it this season. Uh, quite a few of you have asked. Uh, first off, just getting this episode going. Back on YouTube. Glory, glory. Back on YouTube, which, again, I say this, and I say this lightly. Uh, oh, by the way, someone's asked what was in this jar. If you're watching on YouTube, this jar that sits up here. This is full of Mallard Drake curls. And there's a lot in here. That's only, I think that's one season. But anyways, back on YouTube, um, I do have, you get a warning and then you get three strikes and your comp channel's completely deleted. And this, I had a warning, let's see here. I had a, no, I had a warning, which is not a really a big deal. I got that probably... And I don't even know, six months ago or something. I don't know if that's permanently stays on your channel. A strike doesn't stay permanently on your channel. If you're a good little boy or girl and you do what you're supposed to do and don't hurt YouTube's feelings, then they will um, uh, take that strike away. I've never had a strike. Now, the, again, there's two. I have two channels. I have Mid-Valley Mercenaries and I have The MVM Show. If you're watch, listening to this right now, you're obviously on the MVM show on YouTube if you're watching it. And I got a warning. Um, and I can't remember what episode that was. It was like 190-something, I think. And then, which was quite a ways ago because this is episode 230. I mean, that's, that's a lot of episodes ago. And so then, and, and somewhere in the 130s, I did an episode with my buddies up camping. Uh, three other buddies. I think it was Travis... Andy and Matt. Andy and Matt had never been on the show. And they stinking deleted that one because one of our topics was free speech. 
go figure, free speech, and they delete that one. So now that one's permanently gone. They gave me a strike. That was a long time ago, like 10 months ago. Gave me a strike and and did not allow me to upload to YouTube for a week. And uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before we just uploaded the one about getting the new boat. Thank you, everybody, for sending in messages, DMs, emails about the boat. Can't wait to show you guys as well. I really can. I'm really excited to show you guys. Um, as soon, actually, we go, I don't know if I said this on the last one, but we go pick it up March 25th. We'll be home with it March 26th. Um, and then, honestly, I'm hoping within a week we can record the video of that with all the details, all the goodies, all the things that we wanted that video is kind of, I don't know how I'm going to do that video. I haven't decided because technically I'm just trying to do a walkthrough of the boat. But at the same time, it might be a little bit more personal than our gator tail. Because when we did our gator tail video, it was kind of like we were doing it really professional in a way. Given all the details. So something you could almost use if you were the company. This one might be a little bit more, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But I was thinking about doing this a little bit more like a comparison type thing. Like, this is why we add this because we didn't have it on this boat. And it's nothing against Gator Tail. Again, we love Gator Tail. I very, very much so like Gator Tail. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future. I'm definitely not going to burn any bridges anywhere because unless I've been there, done that, I'm not going to say. I mean, you know, so trying it out. Uh, really excited to work with KP. And um, I think yeah, we've been in quite a bit of contact more than I was with anyone else. So, anyways. Um, back to the, the deletion of that. So I guess May 20th, that strike goes away and then I don't have to worry about something happening. Cause what I'm concerned about is that video has been on there for so long. Why in the world did they come back so far down the road and delete it? And I appealed it and they rejected it. So that one's gone, gone. Now you can listen to it on um, Spotify. You can listen to it. Apple Podcast, any of that stuff, but it's just on the YouTube channel. So anyways, someone said, hey, if the YouTube channel goes down, I'll subscribe to a new one. It's like, man, honestly, it just, it grows really slow and it's cool. It's another little avenue to make a little bit of extra money. It's not much, hardly at all. Like, I don't even know, 10 bucks <laughs> or something. It's For me, it's not even worth the effort that it takes to get it up there and it's just not my... It just don't mean as much to me because I get a lot more downloads on the audio version. So, anyways, that's that. Beat that horse half to death. So, now over to how I like my 28 gauge this season. I loved it, but I will say I don't think it's for everybody. Um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I just have the I just have my own agenda behind my 28 gauge. One, it's quieter. And... You guys are going to think, I don't know how many of you are going to think I'm absolutely insane and weird for saying this, but <clears throat> I don't like everybody in their grandma. If there's not a lot of guys at the refuge that day, excuse me, <clears throat> and we're smacking some ducks, uh, I don't want everybody on the absolute opposite side of the refuge hearing me shoot because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of shot chasers out there on California duck hunting refuges. I'll just tell you that right now because I've had really good hunts and it's not, and I know sometimes people just scouting and being able to be there the next time. 
I get it. <clears throat> We're nothing special either. So, but I do know that guys definitely do a lot of shot chasing. I mean, my goodness, you got Tuli Ninjas for that matter. Guys that will don't even bring decoys or anything out, and they'll set up just far enough out from you to keep their distance and then shoot your swing birds or whatever. You know what I mean? The, that's just what they do. Ran into those guys a lot. There's also guys that shot chase. And so, um, you know, like say if you hunt on a Wednesday and you're doing all the shooting, you don't hear no one else, which doesn't mean that no one else is shooting. I've heard people say, man, we were the only ones shooting on the refuge. You know how many times I've heard that? That doesn't mean you're the only one killing birds because someone could be on the other side with the 20 gauge and two and three quarters load and they just ain't making much noise. And you maybe when you're shooting, they're shooting, you don't hear them. So I, I've heard that so many times. I, in fact, I've been hunting the same refuge with people. I'm like, man, you guys never shot once. Huh? I'm like, dude, I got my limit. So they never heard of shooting. So I guess to be quieter and not let everybody hear on the whole refuge where I'm shooting when you're out there banging. Not that I ever, ever, ever shot three and a half inch loads, but if you are and it sounds like a bazooka going off and you're shooting a box of shells, which to be fair doesn't mean that's a place to go because if guys are shooting at them 80 yards past and it's not even where the ducks want to be, then you, you might be wasting your time anyway. So anyways, for the 20 gauge, I got it because it was quieter. Um, and I want to say the challenge of it. I don't know if that, I thought about that actually tonight before I record, I was thinking about that. Is that really a reason? I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I got 20 gauge for a challenge because you want to kill the birds ethically, cleanly. And I guess I don't really know. Maybe just, I don't know. I just feel like that word challenge is not the proper verbiage for why I wanted a 28 gauge. Because um, it wasn't for kick. I mean, honestly, I wasn't worried like, oh, my shoulder hurts so bad after duck hunting with my 12 gauge. I never thought that ever one time. But um, I, I've just wanted one for three years now. At this point in time, it's been three years, a little over actually. Um, so anyways, I love it. Um, I wish in my hunt stats thing, Elliot's freelance hunt stats, which is going to change over to that episode. If you guys listen to it, that's going to change over to, uh, North American waterfowler. Um, I wish it had a tab in there and that's something I'm actually going to text them. I know it costs money to put stuff in there, but I would like to have it for each hunt, which gauge shotgun you use. So 12, 20, 28. 16, whatever it is that you use, 410. Um, I'd like to to see him add that in there. And because I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, but I don't want to count. I can actually go back and look. Because whatever I shot, I put it in the notes, in the hunt stats for this season. And I know for a fact I shot my best percentage with that more than any of my, my 20 or my 20, uh, my 12. And I know why it is because I was very, very, very picky on what I did shoot at. And I was already trying to shoot better and sh- take the shot that I want, not just shoot. And also in some scoff at this, I was using heavy 12 and I decided when I got that gun, I wasn't going to shoot nothing else. And I've heard people say, and I've read it in magazines too. Like, Maybe not magazines, but I've read it in some like online articles about people saying, 
these guys they go down to a 28 but then they're shooting stuff that's $80 a box what's the point of even why don't just shoot the 12 and i'm thinking that's not even a fair argument i don't even know why would you not want to shoot the best that you can shoot with is it are you are you less of a duck hunter are you less of a uh, shooter because of that um i don't know it's just i don't and i think at that point Still, yes, still will work with the 28 gauge. I've watched Harrison do it plenty of times, but um, you really got to have them close, like really close, and it, it just don't do the same thing, and you got to headshot them for sure. And that's a challenge, but on that token, it's a challenge to where that is a good possibility. You could cripple that bird and not get him. So I just chose, that's what I chose. So I've been, I shot the heavy 12, Three inch, six shots, one ounce, um, going thirteen fifty feet per second. So, one thousand three hundred fifty feet per second, and it's lethal. And it's weird because I got some videos coming out early this season from this last year. Actually, I got several. I got a lot of duck hunts. I just didn't get out because I was hunting so much. And I didn't have time to edit, and I wasn't going to stress about it this year. That was the best decision I ever made. In fact, that is by far the best duck season. That except for the first maybe year or two where I really enjoyed my season. I enjoyed filming when I did, and it was just GoPro. It's not my favorite to watch, but with these newer GoPros and the settings that I put it on, which is 4K, uh, 60 frames per second, and linear, um, man, it's just the clarity and the sharpness is like, okay, this ain't that half bad to watch. To be honest, the birds don't look nowhere near as far as they used to in the older GoPros. So anyways, um, I enjoyed it and, uh, I got some great hunts. Like I got some awesome surprise. I'm going to call it a surprise. Um, <laughs> some videos coming out that is by far, I have a video coming out that is by far my best ever video I have made how do I explain this without telling, giving it away that I've ever duck hunt I've ever had on YouTube ever I've had some pretty good ones on some that get you pumped and get you excited like one of our first ones with that banded pintail that was all pumping hype this one this blows that out of the water like it's not even the same so I, I'm so glad I had my GoPro on I'm so so excited I haven't shared pictures. No one knows except my close friends around me. Like, no one knows what happened, what I got, and all that stuff. So, I can't wait to show you guys that. But I was using my 28 gauge. And, like I said, that thing, I actually had to go from a full choke that I had in there, which is the cryo chokes that it comes with. I had to go from a full down to an approved modified because it was like shooting a dart. I mean, like literally shooting a dart because I hadn't thought about it at first, but later I'm so used to shooting heavy bismuth that heavy bit or bismuth in general opens up, man, no zitching. Bismuth opens up pretty quick right out the gate. And so having it choked to full is more like maybe shooting a heavy or I'm heavy and improve modified. Well, I never thought about but shooting heavy 12, it's a tungsten alloy. It's not full TSS, but it's 12 grams per cubic centimeter. It's heavy stuff. Whereas heavy bismuth is 9.7, or bismuth in general. So it's 
basically the difference between steel and bismuth, which is an astronomical difference, is the difference between bismuth and heavy 12. That's, that's insane. That's how deadly and lethal that is. And um, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. And going from 12, like say if you're shooting 12 to TSS, is actually the difference between shooting still to heavy 12. Hopefully that everybody caught that. I said that too fast. That's how much heavy or TSS blows away heavy 12. Heavy 12 is deadly. Deadly stuff I've shot. I've never shot TSS at a duck. I've shot it um, at turkeys or whatever. But anyways, um, I had to go. It's hard. Okay, tungsten's super hard. I just read something. I believe it's they have to heat it up, tungsten, when they melt it down to 6,500 degrees Fahrenheit before it'll even break down and melt. That's unreal. And crazy heat. Whereas bismuth breaks down at 500 degrees or a little over 500 degrees. So anyways, um, being that it's that hard, uh, it's, it stays tight. It don't it don't come out of the barrel and open up. I mean, it stays where it's at. I would tell you something. I just don't want to because you might think a little less. But I have Harrison and another friend of mine to verify the shot I made of a, a Drake Mallard on the water because I had seen, when I shot some, I'd seen how tight that pattern was out on the water prior. Not that same day, but another day. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That's what made me switch from a full to an improved modified. I'm like, I mean, I'm hitting stuff and my accuracy is great, but I feel like, I feel like when I seen it on the water, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta open that up a hair more. Cause I'm talking like, I felt like I was shooting, like trying to think of a, something. I mean, I want to say golf ball. Honestly, that's why it felt like up to like 30 yards. Um, in fact, this season, here soon, with probably with the next month, I'm going to do a video, a pattern test with that gun, with all those chokes, with heavy 12. And it's for myself. I do them, but I know most people are not going to relate because they're either not going to have that gun and they definitely might not use that ammo. There are very few people that probably will. But I think I just want to see and show people, like, look at this. Like, this is insane. But anyways, so I went to Improved and Modified. And it definitely helped. I bet you can go to modified and still be crazy tight. But um, I did that. 
So I kind of dialed that in. Really like that combo. It's perfect. I'm, I was going to put the Powder Master because they just came out with that choke. The Code Black Duck. And I'm like, well, man, when it works as good as this is working, I really don't want to change it. I mean, it's just nasty. But it's funny. So killing him with the 28 gauge is like, unless it's a headshot, which is instant. Like I have some really good, great kill shots on my 28 gauge on video um videos that haven't been out some that have already been out and you guys have seen them like where i shot those um those birds with my first 28 gauge limit i said that video that i did with that uh, on the channel i can't remember what episode that was maybe nine or ten or something like that um that here I water swad that hen because I could not make, I didn't feel comfortable making the shot out of it flying off and I didn't want to cripple it. So I water swad. I'm going to do an episode of water swine too, by the way. Be ready for that one. But I really want to have Travis here for that. Maybe even Thomas or both. But um, I water swad that hen. My goodness, I shot it right in the head. I mean, it was a mess. Mess. And she was every bit of 20 yards at most. But. Still, that was enough distance. My goodness. It mangled her head. Uh, that was still when it was the full choke. But um, after that, I mean, everything I shot, say if it was 20, 30 yards with that 28 gauge, that wasn't even an issue. Wasn't even a phase. But, like, if you shot him in the body, it'd be kind of weird. I have it on video where one, two, actually, Mallards, Drake Mallards, come in. And they're crossing. They actually start crossing because it looks like they're going to set down. And I jump. I might have jumped up. I might have. I think they were just kind of working down, trying to figure out where they wanted. He was Thule level in front of me, and he was kind of working his way in. And I stood up, and he like flared out. I might have should have waited another five seconds. I didn't really know what he was doing. I thought he was kind of turning already. But anyways, when I shot him, I I I can't remember if I hit him on the first one or not. I don't think I did. I did on the second, and then the third, he went down. And he looked like he was crippled. I was like, God, you idiot, dude. What are you thinking? And I sent Rocky. I kind of took run off. I thought we're going to have to chase the spur, which I wasn't worried about losing it because we have Rocky. I mean, okay, the the not even 10 seconds, go around that corner and see where that bird hit the water. He was stone dead. Belly up, stone dead. But he looked like he was wobbling down. So it just shows the pass-through power. I've never found any pellets in the birds with that heavy 12. None with the 20 gauge. It's literally zipping right through them. And I think that's what it is. Is like they look like they're not all the way dead. They hit the water. Because if you shoot them in the head, they're, they're like a sack of potatoes. Another bird I shot that day, he was like 20 yards, 15, 20 yards. Smoked him. And he didn't flinch. And I don't even think I headshot him, honestly. Another one, same thing. I shot him. I missed the first one. The second one, I boom. I mean, hit him. And he did the same. He didn't like sell it just kind of like wobbled down and thomas and travis are in the background saying, oh you smoked him i'm like no i think he's still alive rocky goes around the corner because he's seen him fall comes back stone dead stone dead so i it just shows the power of that tungsten i mean bismuth we already know and we brag about all the time how it's like that it just passes through him. people saying they find pieces of their their pellets in the birds i don't think i'm not gonna say never because that's just a strong word I cannot recall any time I found any heavy bismuth in my birds when I'm cleaning them out. So, in fact, I've seen a shattered bone. You can see where it passed through, and the bones were like 
like say like the breastbone was like like split out if that makes sense like where you can see where it went in and out so and, and another thing is guys are still stuck i don't understand it on heavy bismuth i see it all the time like say on instagram or facebook and it's like guys are saying i, I shoot uh heavy you know bismuth or boss or heavy bismuth or whatever brand they're shooting geese gotta be gotta be twos gotta be fours that's fine that's what you want to use whatever i just don't i don't it's not far off like you can use two to three shot sizes up when you're using bismuth i don't understand why guys i shouldn't i don't want to wear like that i've already been called self-righteous that's not what i'm meaning when i'm saying this it's just how i am about it because once i know something works so good i don't see the point and it really doesn't matter if you use twos use sixes like i do it doesn't matter I'm just telling you, you can use, if you're shooting a 12 gauge, you can use a three inch six shot from a till to a eastern, northeastern, three inch down thick honker. I'm just telling you, okay? You could argue, I, I don't even care. It's, I'm, this is my podcast. I'll say what I want. Because <laughs> I've told guys, you're full of it. You don't know what these eastern geese in the cold regions are like. I've been in some pretty cold places. I've been in northern Wisconsin and the stuff. And I've been in other states when it's negative five and I've hunted. And I'm just telling you, I don't I, I will put that up against anybody. I honestly will. Because I know it will crush birds, crush them. And it don't just have to be a headshot either. I'm talking large honkers. So Anyways, if you're interested in doing that and you're having a hard time finding ones or twos or threes and you're shooting bismuth, you're, you'll be just fine with sixes, I promise you. Trust me. Try it. Just try a whole box out and let me know. Now, that being said, going back to saying from teal to honkers, I really don't want to be shooting bismuth at teal, to be honest with you, because of the cost. Um and what I do is, and not, I know not everybody has this ability to do, and it's, I get it. Trust me, I told you. Um, in fact, my ammo uh, stack is getting a little depleted. But I would like, I like, if I'm going to a refuge where it's going to be Pentel, Widgeon, Teal, uh, just whatever, all you know, just that spe grassland special up north, even all those refuges. I, I use heavy metal. I really just save my bismuth for mallard specific hunts personally. And it's just because they're such a hardy, tough bird. They're, to me, they're one of the toughest birds up next to a honker. They're, they're just tough. They're st I, di divers are too. Trust me, I know. Because I'm not a major big-time diver hunter, but I've been on plenty of diver hunts from Wisconsin to California to uh, where else did we go? My mind's shooting a blank. Well, the bay, the coast here, and then uh, I think that's it, yeah. But I've been, oh, and then some local stuff where there's a lot of divers. They're tough. I will tell you that. Man, they're tough. You can smack those birds, and uh, they'll dive on you and swim two miles before you can shake a stick. So um, I guess I probably should end this pretty soon. I don't want to drag this one out being so I don't like trying to yak and yak and yak but anyways got off on ammo i guess it's always just one of my things i my rants i don't know why but 28 gauge that's i loved it i shot good with it 
I like the gun. Had to downgrade the choke because it didn't need it that tight. Um, I don't think I really, I never had no issues with it. Um, it got really dirty one time. And I don't know how a bunch of dirt got in there. I don't know if I just kicked it over. I don't know what happened. But it started not, what did it do? It didn't that it didn't work, but like loading a shell in the bottom, like say a third shell was like real tight. And when I would clean that out, like shake it and got all that out of there, it was fine. So I it's just self-inflicted pain at that point. Um, but man, yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Oh, and then the point of aim. Like, it's weird because, I mean, you put, wherever you put that red dot, that's where it's killing. Whereas my A5, I put that bigger uh, bead on it because it helps me drop because the A5, my A5 at least, shoots high. Or at least that's where I miss, you know, in my aiming. But, no, that that 28, man, it's right, right where you point it. And if you don't know, I have the Benelli Ethos Cordoba best. 28 gauge, 28 inch barrel. So, yeah. Uh, man, I was going to get into another one. I hate to even dive into this one. Let me just say real quickly, give me three more minutes, four more minutes. I'm watching the clock. One of the things that people requested, and we're going to be answering all you guys on that were on Instagram saying what you would like to hear and guests you'd like to have. I'm getting that stuff lined up right now. Uh, Pentel Limit. I have heard that... They've even talked about, and I don't think this is true, but I have heard this from someone local that is in a position that definitely knows what they're talking about, said it's possible that they may take the Pintel out of not being shot at at all next season. I have a really hard time believing that. That's major, 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 major rumor mill, but the person that said it would not just say something like that. I'm really shocked. I don't know where they got that information from. I have to believe them because I know they know what they're talking about. It might he might have just meant it's a rumor. So I don't know. I asked to because here's the thing, and the reason I brought this up in this episode is people were talking about the Pentel limits. Then I put a post down on Instagram, Facebook talking about how many have you seen? Obviously, people that are in the Midwest, back east, up north, central, wherever you're at, you're probably not seeing them like we do on the West Coast. Okay. I'm just telling you right now. You can ask any of my buddies that hunt all of California and even up north too as well, out of state, Oregon, Washington. Um, it's infested with pintails. From basically, I feel like beginning to December on, you are just like, is there anything but pintails? Anything. I don't, I'll say 90% of everybody listening to this that hunts in California can agree and attest to the same thing. Pintails out the wazoo. And, you know, it's mainly drakes. It's like you get a pack of 10 drakes. It's like one hand with them, maybe two at the most. I mean, it's we're overrun with them. So what's a little frustrating to me, I'm not going to say I don't understand it because I know there's reasonings behind all that stuff. I don't fully understand all the reasoning. But what I'll just say this, this. It's frustrating that different limits, it's a ducks are federal birds, right? And so are geese. Waterfowl is federal, they're federal, federally mandated. 
What's frustrating to me is that each state can have its own limit and also for for your bag and also limit for the bird specific. So some states, well, it's the limit's four. Uh, law states are the limit six. You can shoot five mallards and one bonus duck. All these things. And then, okay, you know, whatever. They set these parameters for each bird. Why I don't why are they not saying okay California can shoot two pintails whatever you know and other states will keep it at one or whatever they want to do because I know there's some states you never seen you just never have seen them. somebody recently from Iowa or Indiana said never never seen them I get that but like for here or you know Washington Oregon California why can we why are we not making this to uh, you know, two years ago, they were saying, before COVID, they were like, three years ago now, I guess. Before COVID, they are like, oh, we're going to bump up the numbers to possibly. I heard this, and straight from a biologist, say three to four birds, three to four pintails. I'm like, man, we're not asking for to shoot three or four pintails. I think two is a great stopping point. Leave it there. Just leave it at three. I mean, two. I'm not. I don't know. They're such a they're just such a majestic bird. You almost I feel like you'd almost feel bad for shooting more than two. If that's the limit, will I shoot? Would I shoot three? Yeah, I would. It just seems weird because it's always been so pushed down. But I don't think you should ever come from a cutback and just blow right through a prior limit, which was two, and make it three. But hey, whatever. I don't. I'm not the biologist here, but. It, it is frustrating because we keep hearing the same excuse, the bird numbers, the bird numbers. We haven't been able to do our counts. Dude, I'll do my count for you. I can. You can talk to everybody on every California refuge, and they can tell you uh, some of the, the Sac Valley refuges. In January, you'll go there. You ain't seeing nothing but pintails. Nothing. You are not seeing any birds but pintails. You shoot your you, – basically, you could go there and trophy hunt. You can go up there and you can say, okay, no, a pin's too short. A uh, pin's too short. You can get them in so close, you can look, see if they have leg bands. My goodness. And I'm not exaggerating. You can do that. That's how many pintails there are. And so, and it just gets more and more every season since they've cut it back to one. It's like, I just don't almost forgot what it was like to shoot two pintails. Again, it's not because I just got to shoot two pintails. I'm basing it off the number that you see and how ridiculous it is, how thick they are. It's great. And I shouldn't say ridiculous. I mean, it's a good thing, right? But I never thought it should have left two in the first place. Um, again, what do I know? But maybe someone out there is listening. This is a voice of one crying in the wilderness. <laughs> it's like, man, make, okay, I've already went four minutes past what I said I would. So I'm going to end it there. Uh, the numbers are insane with the pintails. The, they're everywhere. They're thick. Thank goodness. So glad to see it. Um, just great birds. One of my favorite birds. They're just beautiful. Best eating, too, in my opinion. Wood duck and pintail. I really think pintail almost has a wood duck beat, but wood duck's pretty good. So anyways, that is the update right now. What's going on? Um, got I'm closing this episode out right now. We got. We're going to talk about... Thomas and I getting hit with that goose. We're going to do that hunt. We're going to do an episode on water swatting. We're going to do a hunt with John, one of the young bucks. Love to hunt with great guy. 
John Tini. He's coming on. We're going to talk about our hunt. We uh, do a bunch of hunt reviews. Harrison's going to come on. We're going to talk about when we both shot bands, that whole story. Insane. like to get Nathaniel and talk about the Spoonie hunt that we had where we shot 14 Drake Spoonies and that whole, there's a huge story behind that. Um, also coming up, uh, the hunt recap with my pastor, uh, that might just be me and Travis. He hasn't been feeling very good lately. He's got allergies really bad. And, um, if I can, I'll do it. But if not, I still think it'd be really good for me and Travis need to tell those stories that happened on that trip. It's crazy. And then also get my wife back on here because it's off season. And also I did a lot of mission trips back in the day when I was a young buck and I got some insane stories. I never even thought about sharing those on here. I'm sure you guys would really be interested in hearing those Haiti, Mexico. So um, I'm definitely going to share those on here and start doing some more military stuff too as well and try to get some guests. I have people in mind for military just getting them on here takes a lot of communication, a lot of timing, things to line up. It's it's a, it's a lot tougher than you think it is, but, man, it's so worth it when you get guests on here. So, anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for all your support, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Yeah.